what's going on? We're back. We are back. It's 30. Dirty. And we're dying. Yeah. I I got the sniffles. You got the sniffles? Well, yeah. it's allergy season. Yeah, but I've never had allergies. But Mike, would you like to know what Mike said when I told him that? What? He was like, you're getting old. I'm sure you have allergies now. I mean, he's right. He's totally right. It's just I've lived a great, well, uh, <laughs> I was going to say I lived <laughs> a great life. I've lived a good allergy-free life. For like Not 30 me. years. Not you know? me. I've had allergies to all of life since I was born. Maybe yours will go away. That, no, it's getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know if it's getting worse, but it's like, it's not good. But I also, like, I'm allergic to pet dander. I have pets. I'm not going to not have pets. Like, Yeah, I'd rather die rather. than not have pets. Yeah, exactly. Pets. I said that on a, I had like a virtual appointment during COVID with my doctor. I had to get like my asthma medicine re-upped and I have allergy induced asthma. I don't have like badass asthma. I know that's what everybody wants to call it. Like, oh, you're fat. So you have asthma. No, I don't have asthma. So, well, see, not everybody, but anytime people are like, (laughs) oh, well, you're, you have asthma. You must because you're fat. It's like, no, I have allergy induced asthma. That's literally what it's called. And I've had it since I was like seven. I had an appointment with her to get like new inhalers and stuff because my asthma was quote unquote out of control. Oh, yeah, it was, um, nobody told me until she was like, oh yeah, that's not right. <clears throat> and I'd been on the same regimen for like five years. Oh, geez. And, yeah. Um, but she was like, I'd had like an appointment with her and it was virtual cause COVID. And she asked me about like my allergens and how it was going. And I was like, I mean, I'm allergic to cats and I have cats <laughs> and I take, you know, over the counter stuff a lot. Because I would rather die than not have my cat. So if your advice is going to be get rid of your cats, I'm going to say no. And she was like, oh, yeah, that would be stupid. Don't get rid of your cats. So, like, doctor's orders, have cats, eat Benadryl. Yeah, well, there we go. I don't actually, I mean, you know, talk to a real doctor. You might not be able to do it. I'm just trying out here. And that's what we're doing every week. We're just trying. We're just trying. We're not thriving. We're barely surviving. But we are trying. And that's all that we can ask of us. Yes. Is that is that a sentence? Sure. It is now. Huh? It is now. Um. So today's going to be a little different on <gasps> 30, Dirty, and Dying because we're not just talking about how much we hate our lives and how crazy things are. We're we're doing something a little different. We're trying something new because um, it's it's still the beginning-ish of season three. So we thought, why not? Why not? We, yeah, why not? Take why a- not? Why not? Do a crazy I, dance. Hell yeah. Hillary Duff. Hell yeah. Hillary Duff would want this. Uh, maybe. This is not endorsed by Hillary Duff, but it could be. <laughs> Hillary Duff, if you're listening. <laughs> Give us a call. We'd love to. I don't know what we want to do, but we'll do anything you want. We'd love to have you on the on the air. <laughs> on the air. On the air with Chris and Courtney. Just fucking trying. Oh man, we should do that instead. Just kidding. Today. No. no. Uh, so no, what we are we going to do? We could have our own like radio station. It can be on the air. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. You guys, you know what to do. Rate, review, subscribe, do all the stuff. Share us with your friends. And maybe one day, this will not just be a podcast. It'll Who be knows? a radio podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah. So today's a little different. We're doing something a little different today. What is it, Courtney? What are we, We're gonna what are we talk- up to? We're going to talk about murder. Murder. We're going to do a, a another podcast that I listen to religiously is Crime Junkies. Mm-hmm. So um, I wanted to do that. Yeah, let's pretend we're a true crime podcast, basically. I love true crime podcasts. Um, 
we follow a lot of them on like Instagram and TikTok and stuff. And yeah. I listen to several. Um, so, you know, we're in no way like, this is so easy. Let's just do it. It's not. <laughs> no, it's difficult. This was hard. Yeah. So all the props in the world to the actual true crime podcasters out there. Like, you guys are killing it. <laughs> I'll remove myself. My bad. Um, I'll true crime myself right out of here. <laughs> really well done to everybody who's doing a real true crime podcast. So we just we're just playing. We're just we're like you're just playing. We're just talking about some crazy crimes. Yeah, we're just kids playing dress up, but with murder. I mean, really, I'm just playing dress up as an adult. So here we go. Yeah, are. I'm I'm two unstable toddlers in a nightgown. I was gonna I mean, say trench coat, but I've never worn a trench coat in my life. In a in a moo. Oh yeah, that's what I'm wearing right now. Uh, I'm a just wearing nice... I'm just wearing pajama pants and a t shirt. Hell yeah. Just a nice long nightgown. I imagine it's what Morticia Adams would wear to bed. Probably. A black one. It. Or is it black? It's black and it goes all the way to my feeties. Perfect. So today it's true crime day. And but first you know what time it is. Back in time. All right. Where are we going today, Courtney? We're going to 1993. Hell yeah. So I was not here yet. I was two. I think I was recently conceived. conceived. Yeah. Well, like at the end of 93, I think. I'm not. If my math is mathing. Which it normally isn't. No, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm close because I'm a Virgo. My math may not math, but my Virgo Virgos. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. No? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, like, 1993. <laughs> 1993. I was not around. Courtney was barely around. I was barely around. It was you know 93. The simple times. I was two. My parents were together. They were not um, fully alcoholics. Probably, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just living like a cute little family life that oh i don't gosh. even remember full house who you know yeah one of the reasons i was wanting to do 93 is because i was re-listening to an, an episode we did in season two recently and i i done fucked up she done so, fucked up a ron yeah i done fucked up a ron sorry about it so um what i'm referring to is i think it was our thanksgiving episode uh books by their cover the sequel Ooh. we did 97 and i said that boy meets world came out that was incorrect boy meets world came out in 93 whoa that early yeah syndication started See, i didn't in question it because 97 that made a little bit of sense it seemed like it made sense and but i was wrong syndication started in 1997 and that's what i was looking at so like what's, there, what's syndication what's that like when reruns start oh yeah so it was still happening but I, there was a lot of like um network changes you know like first it was on one network it ended up on disney but it wasn't always on disney so while that was all happening like in the middle of the show it was the, the syndication thing started and that happened in 1997 and i looked at that and i was reading something different and so i thought it started in 97 so that's my bad wow it began in 93 so boy meets world what a year what a year Best year I'm, ever. Best? I wasn't probably. here yet. It was great. It probably was the best year ever of my life because, you know, 
Same, because I, I didn't have a life yet. And that <laughs> seems like a great thing right now. I was loving, I was loving anonymity. Non-life. Yeah, great. Just like off in the cosmos. An interesting fact about Sears. So in 1993, Sears announced that it was eliminating its 97-year-old catalog sales department. Oh, my God. But I got Sears catalogs, like, a lot. Yeah, a they were they were thick boys, and you could buy houses in Sears catalogs. Yeah, but I remember getting Sears. Maybe, maybe they lingered for a couple of years, because I remember getting some Sears catalogs yeah, as a I child. Yeah, I remember, too. Like I remember looking through the Sear the big boy at Christmas. Yeah, there was Sear there was the J C Penney catalog also, which we definitely got because my mom was a J C Penney's lady. So was my grandma. Yeah, my mom loved some J C Penney's, so we had the catalogs and everything. But I I feel like there were also Sears catalogs at least in the holidays. Maybe maybe they just instead of because they like maybe opened their stores or something. Well, no, there was always stores, right? Well, there's not now, but there well, was. Well, no, rest in peace, malls. Yeah, R.I.P. Sears. Actually, I don't know if they were good or bad, but I was there. I liked that you could get a shirt and a refrigerator. <laughs> you um, know, like, I loved just wandering around to Sears while my mom was shopping, because my mom was such a big, like, she loves to shop, and I hate it. It's, like, my number one most loathed activity. So, which is why she, you uh, order everything to come to your house. Absolutely, dude. I don't like to shop for anything. I will not go to a store unless I know exactly what I'm getting. The only exception sometimes is a bookstore. Uh, I will browse. Yeah. yeah. But I have to go at a very specific time. If it's busy, no, 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 no. But I like to, I like, if I have to go in a store, I'm going in, I'm going out. There's no, there's no lingering. My mom loves to linger. <laughs> Just like that Cranberry song that I think also came out in 1993. Oh. So, yeah. 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 But so like when I was in there, I would just wander around the store while she was doing God knows what for hours. And it was just nice that you could turn a corner and suddenly refrigerators. Yeah. I like that. It was fun. It was like a nice change of pace. <laughs> I don't know. I was just trying to find the light. Um, the Eiffel Tower welcomed its 150 millionth visitor. Oh, shit. Lucky guy. Yeah, 1993. I'm assuming it was a man. Probably. Um, you want to know something that... Do you remember those Snackwell cookies? They were like devil's food in the green box. No. Oh, they were like a diet cookie. Oh, they were like see, low fat. I I didn't do that. Oh, we did. They were out for a very long time, but they came out in 1993. I think uh, people will know what I'm talking about. They're like devil's food. They're I honestly thought they were very good, but a lot of people thought they were terrible. Um, but if you had an almond mom, you probably had these cookies, you know. I had an alcoholic mom, so. Oh, yeah, that's going to be different. <laughs> Different snacks. <laughs> Different snacks with an alcoholic mom. Yeah, yeah. you know. You know. Peanuts, maybe. Tequila. What? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, 1993. Um, I the average life expectancy? Yeah. 75.42 years? Yeah, that's 75 years too long. Oh, what a tangled web. Some of the most popular Halloween costumes <gasps> were Barney the Dinosaur um, and Genie and Jasmine from Aladdin. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Popular movie then, I guess. I liked Aladdin. I was a big Aladdin fan. Jurassic Park was the most popular film. Ooh, I've, you know, I've never seen the original Jurassic Park. What? I know. I've never watched the original one. I just have no desire to. I've never. I watched like one of the sequels and then when they rebooted it a few years ago with, uh, what's his face? One Chris of the Chris Pratt. 
sure. It's a me, a Chris Pratt. Oh, he's playing Mario? Yes. That's him? Okay, I always mix up the Chris's. But he How do you mix up the Chris's? Because they all look the exact same. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. They do not look the exact same. They look the exact same. They look like mayonnaise with muscles. I mean, yeah. I I don't get it. The only one that I now know is separate. Is, is, Is his name Pine? Is it Chris Pine? Yeah. The one who was in Don't Worry Darling. Yes. Because of all that shit that happened with that movie. And all the memes that were made. Yes, now I know who he is. (laughs) Clearly high during all the interview processes. How could you not be? That thing looked like a train wreck. Yeah. Um, See, I, Chris Pine, was in Star Trek. Oh, okay. So that's that guy. Yeah. Chris Pratt. It's a me, a Chris Pratt. Um, (laughs) Guardians of the Galaxy. He was in... um, my favorite show, Parks and Rec. Oh, and then he's we the have... one that was married to Anna Ferris back in the day, right? Yes. Okay, then I know who he is. And, and then, then we have America. Chris Evans. Yeah. What a mighty good man. I disagree. <gasps> I don't get it. I, I'm sure he's nice. I don't mean it like that, but I just don't get the obsession with him aesthetically. Oh, man. I mean, he's a nice looking guy, but it's I don't like... I mean, I wouldn't say out of all the Avengers, he's the most attractive Avenger, but they're all no. attractive. Yeah, I guess. Robert Downey Jr., though, you know? He's really something to look at. Yeah. He really is. Also, like, that Thor fella. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, 1993. <laughs> um, the Food Network premiered on television. Oh, my gosh. I love that. I love Chopped, but that definitely wasn't right then. See, I remember back in my day... <laughs> watching uh um fuck <laughs> whoa that was on the food network <laughs> oh my god em- they like... Lagasse. oh bam bam i love I him. him i remember a lot about the food network because my mima would watch it all the time that was like her favorite shit. Well, that and no um she would watch the actual like cooking shows and she oh. had big ass opinions right she Ooh. was a big paula dean fan this was Ooh. before the n-word controversy so all that know. butter yeah, she loved Paula Deen. I remember one year I got her a Paula Deen cookbook. She hated Rachel Ray. She hated, um, I think her name's Giada. I don't know. She's, oh, yeah. There's yeah. scandals with her. And, you know, and she really wasn't a big fan of Emerald either. But she <gasps> liked, yeah, she didn't love the BAM. You know, she thought it was a little much. BAM! BAM! <laughs> but she that. liked uh, Paula Deen and she liked um, Mario Batali. Ah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, she's like, you know, Italian ones that weren't terrible. There were a couple others whose names I forget. And then Paula Dane. Paula Dane. Paula Dane. Uh, Mike and I went to a Paula Dane restaurant in uh, Tennessee. How was that shit? Um, it was okay. I was yeah. actually um upset that it wasn't more buttery. I mean, yeah. I had high butter expectations, you know, but she has lost yeah. a lot of weight, so I guess she's not buttering it up anymore. I bet she is. I, I bet she is. Do you wanna do you wanna know some songs that came out in ninety three? Please. Meatloaf. I would do anything for love. Uh, but I won't do that. I love that song. R.I.P. Meatloaf. Um Insane in the Brain, Cypress Hill. Oh. Yeah. Insane in the Membrane. Absolutely. Mr. Jones, Counting Crows. I love that song. Sure. What a man, Salt and Peppa. What a what mighty a good man. What a exactly. mighty mighty good man. Exactly that one. Yeah. I'm trying to see if that cranberry song did actually yeah linger by the cranberries came out i like the cranberries i do too they had a moment they had a really good moment 
They have some really good hits. I think Zombie's my favorite. I like Zombie, but I really like that Linger song. I think it's it's one of the it's lesser known than Zombie, but it's really good. Yeah. Big fan. Big fan. Anything else in ninety three? Um inflation was two point nine nine percent. Oh, so now it's like what, four hundred? <laughs> At least. And the minimum wage was four dollars and twenty five cents an hour. Oh yikes. 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 Oh, the money stuff makes me sad. It really does. Like, what even is life? I don't know. Hey, everyone. It's Tyler Woodkoski, the publisher at Tea with Coffee Media. Tea with Coffee Media is a team of indie authors, designers, and editors who have a goal of helping indie authors make their dreams become a reality. Our Modest Press has aspirations to help as many indie authors succeed as possible. Not only do we offer publishing services, and yes, we are open for submissions, but we offer editing, marketing, and book cover design services at an affordable price to all indie authors. Visit us online at teawithcoffee.media to learn more about our services. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. So today we are doing true crime. We each have prepared a true crime story to tell the other one. Let's get it on. Courtney, do you want to go first? Or sure. Do you want me to? Okay, go ahead. Sure. Tell me I... all about your true crime. So the murder Ooh. of Maria Ridolph at age seven. Oh, no. In 1957. Oh, my gosh. And okay. you may be asking, Courtney, wh- why are you talking about a 1957 crime. Well, I'll tell you why. Because it wasn't completely solved until 2012. Holy shit. Yeah. Way to bring it all the way back. Way to bring it back. Way to bring it back. All right. So let's let's go back in time. Let's get into it. Again. But we're going back to 1957 here. Okay. Hit me. It's it's the evening of December 3rd. You know, we're we're in the holiday season. It's about to snow. It's a good time, right? Okay. All right. So Maria Rudolph and her friend and neighbor, Kathy Sigmund, walk home from school and play at Maria's house. Later, Kathy goes back to her house and the Rudolphs sit down for dinner. After dinner, Maria calls Kathy and asks if she can play outside in the snow because it just started to snow. And, you know, children, they love to play in the snow. They love that shit. Absolutely. I loved that shit. I did not, but I did then. So in 1957, you loved it? I'm sure I did. (laughs) So as they're playing outside... A stranger who calls himself Johnny approaches them. Yeah. Ew, Johnny, right? Approaches them and offers piggyback rides. I just vomited. Yeah. Kathy, Kathy, at some point during this, Kathy leaves to go get mittens because it's getting colder. Mm -hmm. And as she, when she comes back out, they're both gone. (gasps) She starts like yelling uh, Maria's name, trying to like find her. When she can't find her, she goes back into the house to tell the parents. They start looking for her. She cannot be found. Maria's mother reports her missing at the police by 8, 10 p.m. Okay. So from the time they went to school, well, they got home from school, and then, like, by 8, 10, she was missing. So that's not that much time. A few hours. A few hours. So, and this was decades before Amber Alerts. Yeah. Before photos of missing children were on milk cartons. Like, this is huge news. Yeah, definitely. Um, so when like the police get there, Kathy describes Johnny as having blonde hair, um, a narrow face, big teeth, and like a high voice. Uh there was a John who actually lived nearby. Uh John Tessier. Okay. Um, he was part of a big family who owns the hardware store in town. Because like it's a smaller town, everyone knows everyone. So he's probably like a celebrity. Um, I wouldn't say celebrity. 
he's kind of known to be kind of like an outcast. Oh. Like a, a weird dude. Weird celebrity. Weird celebrity. Like Joaquin Phoenix. I got you. <laughs> uh, John apparently had an alibi and his mother co- corroborated it. That ain't shit. Uh, the police uh, brought him in for questioning, did like a lie detector test, whatever. And they were adamant that no one in town could possibly do something like that. It had to be an out of town. People yep. be freaks. So they they couldn't find her. So this happened December 3rd. And the parents obviously like would not stop because you know, it's their kid. Yeah. Uh, someone found Maria's body oh. on April 26th in, oh in 1958. So like the spring, oh, 120 man. miles from town. That's sad. Yeah. And this is where it gets interesting okay hit me so the coroner who Mm -hmm. looked over maria's body was the son of a local funeral home director he uh he's like new to it right he's never cornered before oh yeah and he had never handled a murder case before so no crime scene photos were taken because he said he didn't want them slobbered all over the front pages i mean I get it, but it's like you still have to do your fucking job. Like, I hate the vilifying of the news in that way, but that's a whole other thing. Go ahead. Obviously. Yeah, and the obs- obs- <laughs> the autopsy did not determine a cause of death beyond suspected foul play. Oh, it could be anything. It Literally anything. It isn't until um, more recently, like, when they're when they reopened the case, that they realized that she was actually stabbed. I'm assuming it went cold then. Yeah, well, it kind kind of. They ended up linking the crime to a transient truck driver with a history of like sexually assaulting girls. Okay. Um, crimes were kind of similar, so they concluded that suspect, and they concluded that suspect physically resembled Johnny. All right. Uh, they never wanted to believe that it could have been one of their own, so it's easier to find a stranger to blame. And even better, that suspect was already dead. Case closed. Okay. Easy way out. So, like, you could say that the case was closed, or you could say that it went cold. But either way, like, they were just like, no one could possibly do it. They didn't even know what caused the death. Right, so they just kind of, like, washed their hands of it, found an easy explanation, went about their lives. Yes. All right, so then we got reopened. Well, let's let's talk about John for a minute. John Tessier. Okay, John Tessier. Hit me, I'm open. Okay, so he left home for good eight days after Maria disappeared. Oh, what the fuck? Okay, go ahead. Suspicious. I'm I'm immediately like, it's John. Yeah. He joined the Air Force and the Army. Once out, he became a cop. He was married three times. Wow. And he has a past of sexually assaulting young girls. Okay. Uh, One one specifically uh, was swept under the rug because the girl went to the police to report him. But he was the cop at the police, you know? Oh, my God. So all of his cop buddies were like, she's lying, didn't take it seriously, whatever. Oh, my. I hate this. Yeah. I hate this um, so much. At some point, he was charged. But, you know, white cop, let's talk about it. He was yep. placed on probation for a year and then quietly resigned from that police department in 1982. And then he just gets to move on and do whatever because yep. ha- that happens today. They're yep. like, okay, but there's no... There's no bar of them just serving the next town over or some shit. Yeah. And he changed his name. Oh, Johnny, you bitch. Yep. So he changed his name to Jack Daniel McCullough. (laughs) Virgin. (laughs) Just like trying to pick the coolest name he can think of. Jack Daniels. Yeah. I I don't know if this was his third wife or his fourth wife. 
Um, but he was like, whenever he was like getting ready to like propose to her or whatever, he was like, I want to change my name. Do you want to be like the, the fourth Mrs. Tessier or would you rather be like a Mrs. McCullough? I'd rather be none of that. And <laughs> yeah. Oh, all yeah. right. So, so now we're in 1994. Okay. I was born. Wow. I brought, I brought this all together. You brought this all together. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Eileen Tessier, which was John's mother, is on her deathbed. Love that for her. Her daughter, Janet, is right beside her. Eileen looks at Janet and says, in quotes, those two little girls and the one that disappeared, John did it. John did it, and you have to tell someone. Oh, a deathbed confession. This a deathbed confession. Oh, my gosh. Because we'll we'll find out later some more information about, like, the timeline of things. Okay. Because it gets spicy. Spice me up. Hit However, me. um, so that's exactly what Janet did. She listened to her mom. She was like, I knew it all along because you'll find out that um, John actually, like, sexually abused Janet when well, she was a kid. So she was like, absolutely. Absolutely. This is definitely something that he would do. Um. So she tried to tell anyone that would listen, but the case was closed. They're like, no, this is done. Um, no one cared. No one wanted to reopen the case. It wasn't until 2008. Shit. Good year. When she sent an email to a tip line that someone actually took it seriously. So that's 51 years oh since the murder and 14 years since Janet had tried to get someone to listen to her. Oh, I hate this. So 2008. So yeah, so someone finally, like after the, she posted it in the tip line email, um, someone like was like, okay, maybe, maybe I can give her a call. So like the, the police officer, whatever he was, um, called her and was just like, and so like, he actually believed her. So she's, he's, they reopened the case. They found out some more evidence that contradicted John's alibi. So he stated that he was in another town like 40 minutes away during the time of the kidnap. Specifically, um, because he was trying to get into the military. So like he had to do, um, like he had to go out of town to like sign paperwork and a bunch of other stuff. Mm -hmm. And he like made a collect call around like seven-ish to his house to be like, hey, can I get a ride home? Okay. So So like that's where his alibi was. However, gotcha. a man named Tom Brady, not the football star. Ooh, but <laughs> Tom Brady. Anyways, it's with two D's, by the way. Braddy. Braddy. It could be Braddy. He's a Braddy boy. Um, so he was an oil I don't know how to describe it was in the fifties. So like he like drove oil to people's houses so they could like have heat. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you. like he arrived in his called, oil truck. At a house on the corner of that street, and he sees the girls playing at 6 o'clock p.m. Right. He leaves at 6.20 and notices the girls are no longer outside. Also, a bus driver passes the street corner at 6.30, and no one is around. So this means that the kidnapping took place between 6 and, like, 6.15. And the call didn't happen until later. 7. So, like, if it happened at, like, 6.10, and it was 40 minutes away... He could have easily called at seven. But I also want to note that the time frame that the cops were given was given by John and his mom. Can't trust and like that. obviously Maria's parents are so scared 
they have no idea what's going on and they're gonna forget like the times that they did things well yeah when you're in the midst of something like that adrenaline takes over and you're like i don't know it was like as soon as i realized my kid wasn't here yeah and i think it was also noted that whenever um kathy ran home um or like right before she like ran home she like asked john like hey what time is it like before she like ran home to get her mittens and he said seven o'clock so like he lied to her and she lied to her so she would think it was seven so like with the police like would ask her questions she would say it was seven um in 2010 so like between 2008 2010 they were kind of like getting like reopening the case blah 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 um they contacted kathy and to show like a a photo lineup like six pictures and she automatic like and this was you know 50 some years later yeah that's saying something actually more than it was like over 60 years at this point so she's she's an old bitty now yeah for sure um identifies him in the picture lineup i was like this was the guy oh so that and they never did that before because well no because oh well i think they did when she was a kid like she was eight she was eight years old well yeah but i think they took her to like the police station as it was happening to look at like current felons right but there's yeah but it's like there's a lot going on they finally like took pictures including john's and she was like that's him so john also now known as jack daniel mccullough yeah that was arrested in 2011 um and he was convicted of kidnapping and murdering in 2012 oh my gosh it's the nation's oldest cold case to go to trial that's crazy well i'm glad he was still alive yeah honestly uh, so he uh was sentenced to 30 years uh to life in prison Mm mm-hmm um, and his his motion for a new trial is denied, but he continues to appeal it. And his current wife, still married to him, believes every word that he says. Yeah. And um, during the trials, the one woman who was like a a high schooler that like went to the police and said he did this to me, but they didn't believe him. Yeah. Like she actually she was like, um, I don't, I don't want people to. Like, I don't care if people know my name. I don't care anymore. Like, I'm an adult now. Like, this happened to me, and I want to be able to represent, like, women who are too scared to come forward. Good for her. So, like, she stood trial. His sister Janet stood trial to, like, hey, I'm admitting, like, he did this to me when I was a child. Good for them. I mean, it's good. We need people like that, especially when these monsters are around. So, he is currently, as far as I know, still in jail good um but they are trying to they continue to appeal it because they're like i didn't do it oh come on yeah come on johnny yeah your mother on her deathbed said you did it well that was a good one wow yeah took me on a ride yeah 1957 to 2012 that's so long oh oh and there was another some interesting information yeah so they actually resume what's it called when you like dig up the body exhumed Exu- i said resumed well, <laughs> resumed her body. i mean it resumed being outside <laughs> they exhumed her body and back then because like obviously this guy didn't know what he was doing the coroner so he just put lie on the body and then put it in the and then just buried it you know they just didn't know what they were doing so I mean, like they, they couldn't get any dna they couldn't get any information really and back in 1957 they probably didn't try to get dna for anything because they didn't know how to do that 
Yeah, well, I gotta say, thank God for Janet, who yeah. continued years, even though people were like, we don't care who did not stop. Because if she wouldn't, if she would have stopped, if she would have been like, all right, bitch, I tried, then yeah. we would have never had 14 justice. 14 years, she was trying. Janet, yeah. the true hero of the story, really. Love Janet. Hey, thanks for listening to 30 Dirty and Dying, the show for millennials by millennials. We get real about chronic illness, burnout, nostalgia, and why we aren't exactly thriving. If that sounds like you, join us every Thursday for new episodes. Now, back to the show. All right, so I wanted to do one that was, it's like you said, kind of bring it back to our millennial timeline. This happened um, from 2002 until April of 2003. Can't math. <laughs> this is about a serial killer. Ooh. And I had never heard of this guy. And you know, I know me some stuff about some serial killers. So when I found this, I was like, what the heck? His name, his his little, you know... Spicy name, the crackhead killer. What? I know, and I had never heard of this man in does, my life. Does he kill um people who are on crack? Yes. Oh, what I can tell. Because okay. I was like, well, wait, does this mean he's a crackhead? Does that mean no? He he killed mostly like prostitutes and women who were connected to like drugs and things. All right, so Corey Morris is his name. This happened in Phoenix, Arizona. Again, early two thousands. I'm gonna paint you a little picture on when it all came down. Right? Hey, daddy. <laughs> All right, so Morris, right? He's he's kind of a weird guy. Is living in a uh, like a camper, like a trailer situation, right behind his aunt and uncle's house at this point in time, right? He's you know he's he's kind of down on his luck, but he's just living his life. He's working a job at a karaoke bar, and he does like the DJing for that. So you know he's out in the nightlife. He has a real problem with body odor. He smells. Like he, he doesn't like the smells or he has a problem? He smells. Oh, okay. He has body odor. And people at work are bringing it up to him. His aunt and uncle are bringing it up to him. And it's kind of like a sudden thing. Like, he didn't always have this problem. So they're like, what's going on? So one day, he's, his trailer is unoccupied. So his uncle goes into the trailer to find, to see what's going on. Because there's a smell. He smells. It doesn't just smell like B.O. It's like a little weird. So... He goes in and he sees flies in the Ooh. camper. Flies and maggots, quote, boiling on the floor. So just ever everywhere. And discovers the decomposed body of a girl named Julie Castillo. I think I'm saying that right. Under a blanket. Heavily decomposed. Ooh. So been there for a while. Been there for a while. And, and this is how he's- Living with a dead body in his trailer? So it gets worse. Oh, So that's how he gets caught. So it turns out, once they find- this body they realize that it's probably connected to like five more that were found within like a few feet of the house and trailer like he this was not his first victim this was his last Ooh. so morris targeted female sex workers um and he would arrange meetings with them and you know come back to the house and uh there were let me see barbara codman shantiria davis Jade Velasquez, Sherry Noah, and the last one was Julie Castillo. So, all of these women, once he gets captured, right, they find them um, not far from the house. He, they're like in alleyways. They've all got similar marks on their bodies, drag marks, ligature marks, like being restrained. They're heavily decomposed. Ooh. Um, and again, this is not that long of a period. The first kill happened in September of twenty. 20- Oh, September of 2002, the last one happened in April of 2003. So this is not that long. That's still a lot of bodies in that short period of time. 
That's what I mean. It's like not he, that was, long. he was on a roll. He really was. So, but here's what he said happened. I'm not going to go through each and every one, but because he has the same kind of story for every single one, which is crazy. So first, they bring him in. They ask him about these bodies. He says, first thing, I had her come over. I paid her. We had sex or whatever. I leave the trailer. I come back. She's dead. I don't know how she got dead, but she's dead. Uh, Yeah, he said that about every single one. Like, they wanted to do drugs. He didn't want to do drugs. He left them in the trailer to do drugs. He comes back. They're dead. And it's so like sex kills. So they're like, bro, no, that does not track. All these women, there was only one that had enough um, uh, cocaine and I think something else in her system that could have killed her. Like the amount. The rest of them did not have enough. Like they had drugs in their system, not enough that they would have died. Yeah. So they were like, you cannot and you can't tell us that. They all did, however, except one whose head and neck were so severely decomposed they couldn't really tell, had signs of being strangled. Mm. So he, he strangled them to death. All of them. And again, the one is a question mark, but probably all of them. Do you, think so then, he, uh, do you think he went too hard like when they were like doing it, that he was just like, oh, you like to be strangled? Okay, and just so didn't stop? Here's the, so once they were like, buddy, that's not what happened, he said, okay, here's what happened. For, again... All five or so of these women, he was like, this is the exact same. He told the exact same story five times. Like, this happened to every single one of them. We were having sex. She asked me to strangle her. And and I guess I just don't know my own strength. I just Lenny and killed her every single time accidentally. And then just, like, didn't know what to do. <laughs> what the fuck? That happened? No. You killed them on purpose. <laughs> I mean. That was his alibi. One. What's what's the word? Um, What's the word? What's the phrase? Uh. Fool me once. Fool me once, yeah. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame, Shame on, on me. Fool me three times. You're a fucking liar. Corey. <laughs> I'm calling you a truther. So you remember Julie's body who had maggots and everything and he, she'd been in there for a while. Yeah. Right? So they found later from, from the heavy decomposition and from, you know, all the different accounts and they kind of put some things together that he, once they would die, he would leave them in the trailer and sleep in the bed next to them while they were dead and decomposing. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> for a very long time. Like, or did he, like, weeks. hope they'd wake back up? I don't think so. I think because he also had sex with them and did sexual <laughs> things to them while they were dead. Oh. So this was um, necrophilia as well. Sleep with them, do things to them, and oh. then eventually he would drag them in, like, a sleeping bag or something out to an alleyway. So he would just take them kind of, you know, a jump away and dispose of them there. Uh. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them, like, they had maggots in their body. Their One lady's hand and foot were mummified. Oh. So, like, yeah. And not in you a know, good way. any kind of proper conditions. I, I said a good way. That's not what well, I Well, there's no great way to decompose, I guess. <laughs> but, but like I said, all of them had drugs in their system, but only one was like enough that could have taken them down. So that just didn't track. Um, he was indicted for five counts of first degree murder. And he was found guilty on all five counts. And he's in prison to this day. Good. So this wasn't like a, a shifty all over the place case, but it was insane because it's like, I just, like, that's so many people. Five murders in not even a year. Yeah. And he was just like chilling with them in a camper in the backyard. Until it probably got too much for him to deal with the smell that he took him out. 
Well, and that's the, yeah, that's, that's what it seemed like it was. Like, it's not like he just immediately panicked and, and disposed of their body. Like, as if his story, that doesn't track. Like, oh, something went wrong. I don't know what to do. I'm panicked. I'm didn't, not, not like that's cool, but people do weird things when they panic. If something goes, they don't, the way they don't expect it to. He kept their bodies in there for weeks and then got rid of them. And this whole like body odor thing. He was living in a small, ver- barely ventilated camper with decomposing bodies for almost like damn near a year. A year? Oh. Like, of course he had body odor. Like, he had dead body odor. Yeah. It wasn't his body. <laughs> it was the ladies. Oh. I know. Isn't it gross? I could not, but I couldn't believe I'd never heard of this guy. Yeah. Ew. Oh. Yeah. So the crackhead killer. Crackhead killer. He was sentenced to death. He hasn't been executed or anything like that. Um, He's, he's in jail good so that's good where he belong dang gross one that is gross yeah so you know this is listen next time somebody you smell something okay that's how they they, got dahmer they could could just be smelly or they could be killers you'll never know and unless you ask or you get murdered well on that note (laughs) (laughs) i think this was you know i like true big respect again to all the true crime podcasters out there because this was hard work i mean we had to do a lot of research we had to find a lot of things you know it's not just reading a wikipedia page and vomiting it out because the wikipedia page doesn't you have to like go to multiple websites to like find enough detail to really talk about it i literally went and read his entire like court case oh um i literally found his entire court case like state versus Corey morris um in the supreme court of arizona and read all of it and it's insane (sighs) yeah dude i mean it's crazy it was crazy the details of like the maggots and the mummifications and and why it made no sense that his like yeah it's weird that he said the same thing happened five times and then he said it again but when they go into the details of it it was like extra ridiculous yeah so yeah it takes it takes a lot of work i mean yours especially too like that kind of cold case that goes on for decades decade like people have lived and died within the time frame you know what i mean like that's crazy i know it's so wild like the parents probably never got the satisfaction of knowing who actually happened to their daughter having real answers they were under the impression that it was solved right now right but even so the way they solved it guy's already dead there's no answers they can't tell him how she died they can't tell him you know it's gotta be hard stuff you just don't know and you don't want to think about who wants to sit there and ruminate about what could have happened yeah but uh we hope this was entertaining and interesting and uh makes you you know dive into some of these cases listen to some true crime podcasts that are actual true crime podcasts and, not and be safe them. yeah be safe if watch you, your if back you, if you see something if you smell something say something <laughs> i, I should have laughed but that was funny <laughs> i mean that was the thing that was the whole thing they were like this dude see smells something, weird smell something say something say something and i don't know a better way to end it than that yeah. well We'll see you next week. Bye.